Flames Nation. This is Adam Denny. I'm coming to you with a special edition of the Sunday Morning Quarterback. We have a podcast, myself and two other pastors, in which uh, we seek to discuss all things sports, mainly football and basketball, a little baseball sprinkled in from time to time. And we also really want to emphasize anything to do with the Christian life, uh, leadership, primarily as it relates to the Christian ministry. And of course, also with that Um, preaching. But I wanted to come for a special episode of our Sunday Morning Quarterback podcast by previewing the uh, 2022 football season for my Liberty Flames. Let me just say, as a season ticket holder for the Flames, I can't wait to get to Lynchburg in a few weeks. I think we are riding high still on a great couple of years in the Hugh Freeze era. We all saw Malik Willis go Uh, to the Tennessee Titans, and he's just tearing things up already in the preseason uh, with the Titans, but we must now look forward. And so here's what I want to do in a very quick, brief episode as we look to the schedule for the Flames this year that will be starting up in just a few days. Um, I'm excited about this season because it's jam-packed with Power 5 opponents. Now, this is a little bit intimidating for a school like ours that has only been in the FBS level for a few years now. But I think you kind of have to get these kind of schedules in place so that you can make attempts to beat some of these teams and further your brand. And so I'm excited about this season. So what I want to do, I just want to give you, here's what I think is going to happen looking out towards this season as we've got these 12 games in place. I want to break the 12-game season into three sections. So looking at four games apiece, and then give you some uh, things to look for along the way, as well as my prediction for the outcome of the season for the Flames. Most of you probably know that it was a a contested quarterback battle to find who would be the starting quarterback for the Flames this season. And recently it was named that the uh, transfer coming out of Utah and Baylor, Charlie Brewer, is going to be the quarterback for the Flames this season. I think that Coach Freeze maybe knew this all along and sure he wants to run out Jonathan Bennett and Caden Salter, see what they've got. And I do think that if need be, if something were to happen, maybe an injury or something like that, both of them are probably capable. But I think the reason that coach freeze ended up going with Brewer is because of his experience, namely because of the schedule that we have with four of the the power five teams that were playing. He didn't want to get into one of these close games where it was going to come down to the wire and to have an inexperienced quarterback, you know, try to make something out of nothing and make some kind of mistake. So with that said, we've got Brewer operating as our quarterback. He's experienced. He's played at a higher level and higher opponents for many years now. And so I think that's going to come in handy when we play some of these teams. So let's break down the schedule now. Of course, in the opening week, we've got coming up Southern Miss. This is Hugh Freeze's alma mater. I know that they had a pretty bad season last year, but based on what I'm hearing Coach Freeze say, uh, he's not going to take that lightly and take them for granted. I think that although they've had some uh, difficult years in in recent times, it is a strong program. They're able to recruit well down there in the South as well as get in some good transfers. So the way I see the season starting is that this game 
is really critical because I know it's kind of obvious to say and cliche to say that game one is, you know, the, the, it kind of sets the tempo for the season. But I think they're one of the tougher opponents that we don't want to overlook. And so the way I see this game going down is that I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Flames are going to eke it out maybe in the last few minutes. It'll be a close maybe 23 to 27 final score, but I do have the Flames winning the opening game. For the second game, we've got another uh, tough opponent in UAB. This is another one of those uh, group of five schools you never want to take for granted. We handled them fairly well last season, and I, I was thinking back on this game. That was really a Malik Willis game. I remember he was just running around. They didn't know what to do with him. He was scrambling outside of the pocket throwing downfield. And so we're going to find out, you know, how upset that they are at us still uh, from ruining. I think this was when they got into their new stadium last year, their opening game. But I do have the Flames winning this one again. I think it'll be a little bit further than uh, what we are, are going to face with Southern Miss. I think we'll probably win by two scores, maybe 10 points or something like that. But again, it's not a game to take lightly. I would not be surprised that if we were to somehow lose to either Southern Miss or UAB. But I do think that because we've got UAB at home, I think this is going to give us the edge. Flame, Flames Nation is going to be there. Uh, the Red Sea is going to be out in full force anticipating this coming uh, football season. So I've got us beating UAB as well. Then we have an interesting game because we're going down to Winston-Salem to face Wake Forest. Now we know that Wake Forest last year had an excellent season and their quarterback probably could have gone in the draft if he would have chosen to uh, submit himself, but chose to stay around at Wake Forest. And many of you know that since that time, a few weeks ago, he was diagnosed with an illness. I still don't know exactly what the illness is, but needless to say, he is and was a very capable quarterback uh, for an ACC team. I don't think that whoever ends up starting for them is going to be some scrub that doesn't know what he's doing. I still think this is a capable Wake Forest team that's going to be well coached. And they know that they can't take us lightly either. I do think that the Flames are going to end up losing their first game here. Part of me wants to, in my bias, say because they don't have their main guy. It's still early in the season. And even though they're a power five team, you know, they're not in the upper echelon, even in the ACC typically. But I do think that because across the board, they'll have better recruits than we do. Uh, I do think that the Flames are going to drop this game, unfortunately. However, I do think it'll be a fairly close game. I think we'll stick around, but maybe in the uh, fourth quarter, maybe in the middle part of the fourth quarter, uh, the, the, de the Deacons will make some kind of touchdown or a turnover. And ultimately, that will lead us to our very first loss. We'll bounce back in the next game by looking at Akron, and Akron is a decent team, but I don't think one that strikes fear in the heart of many college football teams. So I think we can win that game pretty handedly. I think we'll begin to catch our stride then, and I think Charlie Brewer will begin to find his receivers and who he's connecting with. The O-line will be meshing by this time, particularly after coming off of what will likely be our first loss. I see us handling Akron pretty well. So that leaves us in the first four games with a three and one mark. And we've really got to lock in for this middle part of the schedule and make hay while we can.
because it gets pretty easy around this time. Uh, after the game in Akron, so starting into the second part of the season, uh, Liberty is going to the coast in Virginia to face Old Dominion. And Old Dominion is another one of those schools that, yeah, they're not a power five school, but they are a group of five school, and you don't want to take them lightly either. Hugh Freeze knows that. He's a smart guy, and I think that he's going to have our guys ready for this one. I think given the, uh, the shortness of the travel in this game in particular, uh, and Old Dominion, they, they have a decent crowd typically, but I do think that Flames Nation is going to show up. And I think, the, I think Liberty is going to win this one again in a pretty close game. I could see us pulling away in the fourth quarter and maybe winning by 10 points or so against the Old Dominion Monarchs. We then face uh, UMass, which typically is not a difficult game at all. We will be traveling as an away game for this. But UMass is really kind of at the bottom of the barrel of FBS programs. So I have Liberty winning this pretty handily, probably by 30 points or so. Uh, I think that at this point in the season, all of those um, areas that need to have been worked on thus far have been. And Hugh Freeze, being a great coach, is going to have our guys ready for this. So I see us handling UMass pretty easily. Same thing for Gardner-Webb. Uh, not a strong football school, not a good football program. And uh, they're going to be coming into Lynchburg. And so I, I have us beating them pretty handedly as well. And then we've got the BYU Cougars. And this may be, at this point, the, uh, the best and most anticipated home game for the Flames since they've become an FBS program. Now, let me say that while we understand that we can beat them, uh, this is going to be obviously a very difficult game. I could see the Flames losing this game by a few touchdowns if things don't go well. I could also see Liberty winning this game and maybe even by a touchdown or 10 points or something like that. But at the end of the day, I, I do think that BYU is going to be a, a pretty tough opponent. And I have us dropping this much anticipated game to the BYU Cougars. I'm not sure about who their quarterback is and what's going on with BYU. I just got to go off the last 10 years or so. This is a strong program. And so I think we'll end up losing the game to BYU. So that ends up the two major sections of Liberty's schedule. And at this point in time, I've got us here being six and two, having dropped the only two games to the power five opponents. So not a lot of surprise there. But I wouldn't be surprised if somehow we were able to have beaten BYU. But if we did that, I would have to say that regardless of the fact I see us being at this point six and two, maybe losing in the opener to Southern Miss or perhaps Old Dominion. But I have a six and two at this point in the season, which leads us to this final curve that we need to get to in thinking about the final four games. Liberty is going to be going into SEC country. They're going to be going into Arkansas pig country. And we, we don't need to you know, spend a lot of time talking about the challenge that that faces. I think Liberty ultimately will lose this game because of what goes on with the big boys up in front. This will probably be very similar to the game against Ole Miss last year to which you know, we were kind of hanging tight. We still had hope even in the final few minutes of the game. And I remember uh, Malik Willis just running around, trying to make something out of nothing, doing everything he could to escape with his life. But I think this will be a game that gets out of hand probably early on 
because Arkansas is uh, by many, many uh, analysts are assuming they're going to have a pretty good year. This is an SEC school. And so they've got those big boys up front on both sides of the ball. So I have us losing this game probably by about 20 points or so and uh, just moving on from there. So probably not a shock to many of you. We then can pick things up by uh, our game against UConn and kind of bounce back. I think, again, UConn, for whatever reason, they've always got a strong basketball team, have just never been able to put together a good football program. So I have us beating UConn pretty handedly. That'll be, in, uh, that'll be at UConn. And then we have the game, right? We have the game that has been circled in our schedule for probably many years now. We have got the Virginia Tech Hokies coming to Lynchburg, and we've got them coming, hopefully not in full force. I'm really hoping the Flames fans out there and those that, you know, have access to the tickets first, don't sell them, you know, to the people over in Blacksburg. You know, they're only about an hour away. So this is going to be a great game. This is one that has been highly anticipated for many years now. Uh, Virginia Tech has a new head coach after several years with the former coach. They decided to go in a new direction. I, I am optimistic for my Hokie fans about what he's going to bring on the defensive side of the ball coming out of Penn State. But at the end of the day, and ESPN does have Liberty winning this game, I think that because this is at Liberty, because hopefully we still will have in place a seasoned quarterback and, and, and um, Virginia Tech is going to be they're, they're still having a new coach. They're trying to figure out who they are. They've gone through a, tough, a tougher ACC schedule, and they're going to feel that pressure of going uh, over a little bit to the east and facing a team that beat them two years ago and upset them. They're going to have that pressure on them, and I would imagine the national uh, TV uh, is going to be all over this. And I think Liberty beats Virginia Tech in Lynchburg and kind of really revamps that, that, um, that rivalry that Liberty's looking for, that in-state rivalry. And I think in the Hugh Freeze era, we're going to start off 2-0 and against Virginia Tech and the Hokies are going down. So I've got Liberty doing that. That'll be the main power five game that I'm really confident that we can win and will win. And then we'll end the season with New Mexico State, uh, which will end up being one of our conference opponents in the years to come in Conference USA. New Mexico State obviously is not a strong football school, but I don't want to sleep on them, even though we've handled them pretty well in recent years. But I do have Liberty winning this game, likely by two or three touchdowns, which leaves the Flames ending the season with a nine and three record. And I think that sets us up to have a really, really good bowl game. And so I think Liberty can win their fourth straight bowl game in the Hugh Freeze era. And I'm really excited about this season, all of the opponents that we're gonna face that are gonna be tough for us and really show and give us an opportunity to show on a national stage that while we're not there yet, we can hang with the big boys. I think a schedule like this uh, increases things for recruiting and probably already has. And I see the Liberty Flames going nine and three in the 2022 season. Another great year for the Flames. Another reason for us to be really excited about uh, what is going on in the program. And by God's grace, continue to elevate this wonderful school that seeks to make much of Jesus and train up champions for Christ. 
the phrase goes like this, rise with us. And I think this is a year in which Liberty will continue to get eyes and ears on our program. And hopefully we can come out of this season with our heads high, knowing that we gave it all and knowing that the best is yet to come. So rise with us, go Flames. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in for the Sunday Morning Quarterback. Hey, be sure to join us in future episodes. We have a wonderful time talking about all things related to sports and Christian ministry, Christian living and discipleship. Would love to have you tune in. So hit the subscribe button and would love to have you. God bless you. We'll see you soon.